brought to you by the National Gun Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I've seen it all way back. If I was you, I wouldn't say that. No. Anything they ever did to make sure I wouldn't ever win. It just made me a better man. I put that on my soul. If it's platinum in my watch, should I still care about going gold? If I gave it away, you think I'm ever going broke? I'm not chasing money. Money chasing me. You find what you're looking for when you stop looking for it. End of story. Yeah. See, my want the glory and think success is euphoric. Expect to get rich, touring, and never do before, man. I've been historic so long, it's getting boring. Multiple matches to reside and switch foreign, foreign. Plenty game in the money cup. All I moves are calculated. You can wish the damage look. Yeah, cause everyone exaggerates when they coming Bill up. Bill but that's your damn imagination, really. Cause they got no money, bro. They wanna know who you are. Now who you wanna be won't smoke online and they handled around the corner be coward. Good luck avoiding getting extorted with absentee morals and horrible priorities. Catch you somewhere in your mid 40 Down in Florida, by the water, scraping up enough to buy a 40. Type of billboard ain't when you did poorly. By your kids till they can't remember what you did for you remember when you showed And we are off and running. KCOU 88.1, start your Sunday. Gotta figure out that audio there. Harrison Vapnik back in the studio alongside Garrett Pave. This is our first time back here in the studio for Start Your Sunday. Since I believe November the 15th, it's been a mm. lot of Zoom, a lot of FaceTime calls, a lot of text messages, and finally, Garrett Pave and I are back here in the studio to start your Sunday. Garrett, how are you today? Doing good, Harrison. Yep, long time no see back on the FM radio. So excited to be back with you guys. You said November was the last time we were on air. College football is over now, and we are now in the conference championships for the NFL, AFC, NFC. So glad to be with you guys. Break it all down today. Going to be a great show, as always. Harrison, happy to be with you again today, man. Yep, two outstanding games today. Uh, earlier, the game at, I think, 2 Central is, 2.30 Central is Green Bay taking on Tampa Bay. And then the later game, Buffalo at Kansas City. This mm-hmm. is, once again, Sawyer Sunday, Harrison Vatnick, Garrett, Pave. Wherever you are listening, if it's on Spotify at Start Your Sunday, Apple Music, or you're driving somewhere around Missouri, getting ready for Bills at Chiefs. You could be driving over to Arrowhead Stadium is where we're going to start with today's show. This is possibly a turning point here in the Chiefs dynasty. This mm-hmm. this game kind of is going to hold itself as if we, when we look back at what the Patrick, Patrick Mahomes Chief era looks like. We could look back at today's game, and here's why. If the Chiefs win this game, they're going to back-to-back Super Bowls. They're going to be the first team in the AFC to do it since New England did it. They went, New England went three times in a row, then they went two times back early in the early 2000s. And no team has repeated as Super Bowl champion since the 03-04 Patriots. And the Chiefs are a win away from getting back to that spot. Yep. But if the Chiefs were to lose today, all of a sudden, this team that was destined for greatness and on this all-time great run, they've hosted three straight AFC championship games. No team has ever done that before in the AFC. The Eagles did in the NFC, coached by Andy Reid, ironically. If the Chiefs lose today... They're all of a sudden one of these teams that had one Super Bowl trip in three years. They're back in the pack with everyone else. One trip in three years to the Super Bowl if they lose today. And that's why I think there's a good amount of pressure on Patrick Holmes to win this game today. Because with a win today and then a win in two weeks from now, they could he could solidify himself already as an all-time great at 25 years old. Mm-hmm. With two Super Bowl wins and a back-to-back run already. So that leads us to the game today. Buffalo, Kansas City, the one and two seeds in the AFC. Buffalo in their first AFC Championship game since 1993, where they beat, guess who, Kansas City. Chiefs in it for the third straight year. They lost in overtime to New England two years ago. Beat Tennessee a year ago. And now, Kansas City's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. 
Buffalo has not lost mm-hmm. since the Arizona Cardinals game. I think it was that same week that we did our last show yep. in here. Yep. Garrett, tell me the recipe for a Buffalo Bills upset today. Well, I don't think it's a long shot. I think a lot of people, you know, you think of the Kansas City Chiefs um, and that explosive offense, and your first mind goes to, oh, my gosh, you know, the Chiefs, they're the favorite this year, and I, I get it. I mean, they should be the favorite. they got a great offense. they got a great team. They've built a really good team around Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. But, man, this Buffalo Bills team is just as dangerous, if not more dangerous, in my opinion. Josh Allen, one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL, had over 4,000 yards this season along with Patrick Mahomes. But I think if the Bills want to win this game, look, the Chiefs' defense has been sneaky good this year. They're only giving up 316 yards a game to the Bills' 422. So, look, the Chiefs have a really sneaky defense. And for Buffalo, it's get off to a hot start. We don't know what Mahomes is going to look like today, right? He had that injury all week he's been dealing with. He's practiced at about 50% for the beginning of the week. He's got he's finally gotten back into the swing of things. But we don't know what he's going to look like today. So if you're Buffalo, first of all, get off to a hot start. Put points on the board early. Early, You have that potential with Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Devin Singletary. You can do it. But also... Contain Patrick Mahomes. Make him uncomfortable early. I don't think Andy Reid, I mean, Harrison, you tell me this, I don't think Andy Reid is going to run Mahomes as much as he did last week. No, I, I would be surprised if Patrick Mahomes ran much at all. No, because he loved, like, last week in that game against the Browns, they're running Mahomes, in my opinion, way too much. So today, force him to stay in the, actually, actually in my opinion, for the Bills, force him to get outside the pocket. Force him to move. We don't know how that toe injury is. But, again, I think if the Bills can get off to a hot start, use their momentum, and then, again, make life uncomfortable for Patrick Mahomes. We don't know what he's going to look like today. I think that's how they're going to win this game or really just stay in the game for right now. So these two teams played back in October, week week six, I think it was. Yep. The Chiefs won 26-17. But this game was a major outlier in terms of both of these teams' season. Clyde Edwards, he learned that game, carried the ball 26 times. Yep. That was a season high. He ran for 160 yards. That was a season high. Do you want to take any guess who the Chiefs' leading receiver was in this game? Golly. It's going to be someone crazy. Uh, let's go Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey was second <laughs> with 65 yards. Demarcus Robinson had five catches, 69 yards in that game. Unbelievable. And then right below that, Byron Pringle had two catches, 46 yards, to be the third leading receiver. Terry Kill had 20 yards. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had eight receiving yards. Mikko Hardman didn't catch a pass in the game on one target. This game was also a pouring rain. <laughs> and for, for Buffalo, Josh Allen threw for 122 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Season low for him yep. in yards. He also ran eight carries, 42 yards. These games were such an outlier to what happened that I think we have to completely throw away. I, it was three months ago. Completely throw away that game yep. in terms of how we look at the game today. What... Buffalo needs to do, if they want to have a chance to win this game, is they have to control possession. Mm-hmm. And something they did not do at all against Baltimore was run the football. The Zach Moss injury is bigger than we think. Mm-hmm. Zach Moss, you know, he wasn't having putting up big numbers, but there at the goal line, he was a reliable back to go punch it in. And in that short yard situation, he was their guy. Devin Singletary, mem- native of Boca Raton, Florida, FAU graduate or FAU alumni, my hometown, for those who don't know. He needs to, you know, he's not that back. He's only like five foot seven. He's not that back who can, you know, run through the holes and, you know, get those short yardage. That that's what Buffalo's gonna be missing today. And that's where they're gonna need Josh Allen to make some plays on the ground. He's gonna have to run for fifty yards or more. Yep. And Buffalo's gonna have to control the time of the clock. Their backup running staff, TJ Yeldon, they have 
Uh, this rookie Williams, who only played in one game this year, it was the last game of the year against Miami. Mm-hmm. Antonio Williams is his name. TJ Yeldon played a couple of snaps against Baltimore, but really didn't get any touches. The Bills running backs have to make some plays today if they have a chance to win. What do you think of that? Yeah, it's a good point, too, about Josh Allen. I didn't even mention that. I mentioned Mahomes running the ball. Uh, Josh Allen is explosive on the ground, using his legs. <laughs> Look, he's not the fastest runner. We know that. He's a big frame dude. He's tall. He's big. He's not going to beat you with speed. But he's so physical. He's so physical. And I think that's the difference between him and Mahomes right now is Josh Allen can really move around the pocket and make plays when he needs to, whereas Mahomes is a little more stationary today. But you nailed it, and I was going to mention that too. The concern for Buffalo is that running game. There's no doubt about it. And like I said, the Chiefs only giving up 316 yards a game, only 112 yards on the ground, only giving up 112 yards on the ground. Really, it's an incredible feat for the NFL. But, you know, Devin Singletary, the leading rusher, 687 yards and two touchdowns. I'm with you, Harrison. I I think Allen, but you know what? I think Allen's going to have to rush for over 70 yards, in my opinion. I think he's going to have to have that kind of day, um, you know, be multidimensional. Because, again, when the Chiefs, you know, Frank Clark, an unbelievable edge rusher. He's a phenomenal player. He is. When these guys get going and when they kind of, you know, pick you apart and start understanding what you're doing, that's when it gets dangerous. And then if you get behind in the eight ball, what happens? They just go down the field and score. They're that explosive. So I agree with your point about Josh Allen having to make plays. And that running that running back core, they've got to step up big time. you got to create holes, create gaps, and let them do their thing if they want to win this game. Yeah, and let, let's shift gears. Let's talk about the Chiefs for a second. The Chiefs, 14-2 and regular season. Their only losses were a Week 5 loss to the Raiders, 40-32, to and lost Week 17, resting their starters, 38-21 to the Chargers. But I think it's been a while since we've seen the Chiefs play a perfect game. Mm-hmm. Their Week 8 game against the Jets, they won 35-9. They were really good on all part of the field. I think Mahomes threw for four or five touchdowns in that game. The defense played really well. Here's what's happened since that game. A two-point win at home against Carolina. A 4.1 in Vegas where they uh, had a game-winning drive from Holmes to Kelsey yeah. in the last minute. At Tampa Bay, 27-24 win. Actually, I think that win is more impressive than we give them credit for. Home against Denver, 22-16. At Miami, 33-27. At New Orleans, 32-29. I thought they played a very good game there. The score doesn't represent how close that game really was. Uh, beat Atlanta, 17-14 in a game that I had no business winning. And then last week, the five-point win against Cleveland. Do the Chiefs need to play their perfect game to win today against a good Buffalo team? I think they do. I, I, I've said this all season long with Kansas City. They're a great team, but to me, they don't scare me as much as they did last year. Last year's team going into the playoffs, Mahomes was hot. They were beating teams by 14, 17 points, blowing them out of the water, and you could see where they were going. Kansas City this year, <clears throat> it's a different feeling team. It is. Um, again, they have the same core as last year. You get the same coaches, you get the same skill level, but the, it just doesn't seem like you mentioned all these close games, Harrison. They're not winning convincingly, and they're not playing complete games. And quite frankly, Buffalo is the best team they're going to have seen probably since playing Buffalo back in, I think it was week six, right? Yeah. So do they have to play a complete game? Yes, I think they do. Like I said, I think they have, just like Buffalo, you got to start quick, but you also got to finish strong because both of these teams have that ability to, both of them can start strong and finish strong. Will they and can they? That's the million-dollar question. But Buffalo, again, is a scary team to get behind. Their defense, I think, it's been underrated this year. It hasn't been as good as years past as we talked about, but I still think it's one of the best in the NFL. So if you're the Chiefs, 100%, don't get behind. you got to start strong, and I think you do have to play an almost perfect game. I wouldn't say a perfect game, 
but an almost flawless game if you're going to beat the Bills. Yeah, so let's let's talk about the Chiefs' defense for a second. Mm-hmm. They have some big names: Frank Clark, Teron Matthew, who's an All Pro. Yep. Chris Jones, another All Pro at defensive tackle, but their corners aren't really household names. Brashad Breeland, who played for Washington, yep. uh, Shardarius Ward, who's been there for <clears throat> a couple of years, and Ladarius Sneed, who's a rookie. Rashad Fenton, second year corner. This isn't a super experienced secondary, and they have a tall task today against guys like Diggs and Cole Beasley, who was a second team All Pro, and How Isaiah about- McKenzie and Gabriel Davis, <laughs> and guys like that. Dawson Knox, a tight end. It's a tall task today for the Chiefs secondary. How about Cole Beasley? Like, this dude's exploded this year. He's the second leading receiver on the team. I think he's hurt, though. He, is From he what really? I saw against Baltimore, he didn't look 100%. And see, that's could big. Be that's big because I'm looking at the, at the injury chart. Gabriel Davis is the same way. He's questionable for that. He might not play. So what happens? Okay, let me ask you this. What happens if you take out Gabriel Davis and Cole Beasley? You have Stephon well, Diggs. Where, I, where do you go from there? I think both will play. From I haven't seen anything that says they won't. Even though they're questionable, but hmm. I would— Figure that they're going to go out and play, but if these guys aren't 100, percent it's it's going to be an issue. I know Buffalo has five good receivers, mm. but they they need all hands on deck for this. So they do you need start, everyone to chip in. Do you start using you know a guy like Singletary out of the backfield more, moving him out? What yeah, do you do? You know, but he's not a big guy if you're putting him out wide. He's, True that. It's it's a tough matchup wherever he's he's in. But I think the flat passes out of the backfield, the halfback slip screens. Mm-hmm. You know, check downs, that's that's going to be your game of the running backs. Maybe TJ Yeldon's a bigger yep. guy you can put out wide. I think he's about six foot. It's, you know, they need all hands on deck for these receivers. Yes. If, they're, if they're playing hurt, they need them to, you know, step up and make plays. That's why how important Stephon Diggs who is we'll talk about in a little bit. Yep, yep. Well, Stephon Diggs, golly. He is I mean, best receiver in the league this year. Oh, he is. And since being traded, you know, from Minnesota now to Buffalo, he's found his home with the Bills Mafia, Josh Allen has really turned him around. It's it's been unbelievable to watch. It's been fun to watch him succeed. It really has. Yep. Uh let's let's talk about the biggest fish in the pond. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> uh he suffered a turf toe injury in the first quarter, late first quarter, maybe early second quarter of the Cleveland game last week. And then but that he kept playing through it. And then that kind of got eliminated after he was in concussion protocol, which we don't even think was a concussion. We think it was a neck injury, a neck strain for him, maybe like a pinched nerve in there that caused him to come out funny and miss the rest of the game. So Mahomes is clearly banged up. I don't know if the neck is 100% today. Ian Rappaport for NFL Network this morning reported that the turf toe injury could be a lot more serious than we think, possibly surgery in the offseason. Ooh, dang. How is Patrick Mahomes going to perform today with these injuries? <clears throat> yeah, again, I think you talk about the mobility of Mahomes is going to significantly decrease today. They're not going to be able to use him like they did last week. They're not. He's not. You're not going to see him moving around, running around as much as he has. But with a neck injury, I've had a couple friends who've had neck injuries before, and it's no joke. I mean, it may be a minor injury, but it's no joke. When you've got that muscle or that nerve injury in your neck— it takes a toll on you. I think Mahomes today, what that does, that affects not only kind of the way you're playing, but your vision too. You're having to move your head around consistently, and that can aggravate that nerve really at any time. Um, I think these two injuries are significant for Mahomes. I do. And in the NFL, opposing teams know that, right? Now, they're not going to intentionally hurt somebody, but they understand that, hey, if they're a gonna, guy— They're going to play to their strength. They are. They are going to play to their strength. They know a guy, hey, listen, they're going to hit Mahomes if they have the chance. They are. But— 
I think it's it is a concern. It's a legitimate concern. You look at two guys now. I, I think Harris and I both know Edwards Elair is going to play. Yep, he is most likely to play. Le'Veon Bell not expected to play, and Sammy Watkins out. Exactly. But even Edwards Elair being kind of he questionable. He hasn't played in over a month since the Saints game where he hurt his ankle in the fourth quarter, and we thought his season would be over. It's pretty surprising that he's back, anyways. And see, that's cons- I mean, that's I guess a little bit concerning too. Again, with Buffalo being as good as they are. I guess, what, Damian Williams is their third string back? He would get most Dar- of the touches? Darryl Williams. Darryl yes. Williams, yeah. He had a big game last week, I believe. That's right. So, I think for Mahomes, what you got to do is you got to take a lot of pressure off him, get the ball to his weapons, let them make plays. You don't need him sitting in the pocket for seven, eight seconds, potentially getting hit, you know. Get the ball, get rid of it fast. Tyreek Hill is a guy you can get to in one to two seconds, and he's going 60 yards. I think that's the recipe for Mahomes today is be careful with yourself, but also make plays where you need to. And I think they are. I think Andy Reid is a smart guy, and he's going to protect his quarterback today a little bit. Yeah, I don't think this can be Mahomes' game where he's taking seven-step dropbacks no. and throwing the ball 45 yards down the field to Tyreek Hill, hoping, you know, he always gets open, but hoping that he can make a play downfield. Yep. Mahomes, you know, he's got to get the ball out quickly. It has to be kind of more of a Tom Brady game for Mahomes. I know Brady and Mahomes are polar opposite quarterbacks. But Mahomes, he needs to get the ball fast. He needs to avoid getting hit because these players can go low. And if he's running, you already know that players are going shoulder pad straight to the foot for him because they know that it's that foot with the injury. And then with the neck, they're going to go high on him. And, you know, as you mentioned, they're not going to try to injure Mahomes because I don't think that's the respect that the Bills no. players have for him. But, you know, they're going to play to their strengths yep. and they're going to, you know, do what it takes to win this game. And yeah. Darrell Williams, I'm going to jump in before you second. Yeah, Darrell Williams had 78 rushing yards last week against Cleveland, a team high. Also 16 receiving yards for him. He's the X factor, I think, for the Chiefs. I agree. And you mentioned that, you know, the injury thing. I totally agree. I don't think anybody's intention is ever to hurt anybody. And there are, no. I guess there are a couple X factors players that have done that before. Don't you mean Adama Kung Su? <laughs> yes. We'll talk about him later. The famous Adama Kung Su. I think it was what stepped on. Was it Aaron Rodgers? It was the thing was the center, but he tried stepping oh, on Rodgers. Oh, that's right. That's right that's well, we'll right. talk more about Rodgers yeah. and Zedamakong soon a little bit. Anyway, yeah, I have to agree with you. I think Daryl Williams is a big player for today. If, you know, Le'Veon Bell can't go and Clyde Ezri Lair is questionable and maybe at 50%. But I even think, you know what? He hasn't played in over a month, as you said. Even if you can get him back at 50%, that's more than you've had. And that gives you another weapon to use on the field for Mahomes. Edward Z. Lair, <clears throat> he's been battling injuries all year. If he stayed injury free, what could he have done this year? Like, this guy almost had 1,000 yards. Yeah, it's... It's it, unbelievable. It's kind of scary. And, you know, I don't know if the Chiefs regarded him drafting him just because I feel like any running back who works in that system and or an Andy Reid system, they all work out well. Talk about guys like, you know, Charkandrick West, I think Spencer Ware. Yep. Even back in the Eagles games, Brian Westbrook wasn't a high draft pick. LaShawn McCoy they had there. So many guys back in Andy Reid's <laughs> offense. And they draft running back, actually, in the first round. Yep. And he's been outstanding this year in the games he's played. And he could be a player that he makes a difference in the game. You know, yep. short yard situation, get him the football, and you know, pick up yards and try to. I think both teams are going to try to have long, sustaining drives and not give the other explosive quarterback a chance. Agree, because what happens if you give Mahomes or Josh Allen, you know, that explosive chance? I mean, those guys seriously, a two-yard play can turn to a seventy-five-yard play like that. I mean, it happens that quickly with these two quarterbacks. And again. These two have proven themselves to be two of the best, if not the best, young quarterbacks in the entire league. I mean, they have really just propelled themselves far and beyond, which is really incredible. And I think you're going to get into it in a sec. I'll let you do it with Josh Allen. But Josh Allen's story is unbelievable. And I think, you know, seeing him and Mahomes battle it out, those two have so much respect for each other. It's going to be one of those games that you're going to want to watch, and it's going to be 
I think, in my opinion, it's the best game of the slate today, the two we've got, just because of the two quarterbacks and kind of the role they play. Like, you've got the two rookies almost versus the two veterans. I mean, that's kind of how it is today. Yeah, and I'll, I'll talk about Josh Allen now. Josh Allen it was a small, quarter, a small school quarterback in high school, never really got the offers he wanted, was able to get on Wyoming. I don't know if he walked on there, but he definitely was on a starter oh, yeah, he first. Did. Yeah, he did. Walked on at Wyoming. Yep. There we go. And... You know, one that starting job was one of the best players uh, in, I think, the Mountain West Conference. And, you know, worked his way from the bottom. Because, you know, what scouts are watching? Wyoming football. And he was able nope, to, no <laughs> you know, make a name for himself, put him high in the draft position, put, make a Wyoming a winning team. They won games uh, in his junior and senior year. And now he is here in the NFL. First year, really struggled. Second year, got better, won some games, but a lot of people gave him... You know, the disrespect for him because yep. the inaccuracy of problems. And then he gets to the playoffs last year and plays the Texans. And they had a 16 nothing lead in the second half, and they blow it. And he, you know, tries laddering the ball to a tight end on a run play where they didn't need to. And, you know, he, he got sacked a couple of big times and yep. had a big play that took him out of field goal range in that game. They eventually lost the game to Houston. I think it was 22-19. And this was kind of the Josh Allen revenge season. He improved on his accuracy. He was one of the best quarterbacks in the league all year, a pro bowler. Wasn't all pro because of the great seasons of uh, yep. Roger. Wait, was he second team? No, uh, Ed Mahomes was second no, team. No, Deshaun Watson was in there too. Okay, so wasn't even all pro because just because of how many great quarterbacks there were in the yep. league this year. But he had a good game against the Colts, in my opinion. Had a fine game against the Ravens. I don't think they won the game because of him, but he didn't do anything to lose the game for them. And now he's kind of waiting for his signature game today. And I think if Josh Allen takes the Buffalo Bills back to this. I think Josh Allen's already a legend in Buffalo. Yeah, agreed. He won two playoff games in a row. That's a legend. After not winning a playoff game for what, 25 <laughs> years? Yeah, 25 years. And now I think the Bills are in a spot to, you know, really make, or Josh Allen can make a really a household name for himself like where Mahomes is and where Aaron Rodgers is and Baker Mayfield in these commercials. I know yep. Allen beat Mayfield. But Buffalo went to four straight Super Bowls in 90, 91, 92, 93. They lost all of them to New York in the field goal game where they can go back to Tampa where that game happened. Yep. They lost to, to Washington, a couple of blowouts to Dallas. And I think if Josh Allen gets them back to that spot, I think he is a legend. What do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen, I I know a lot about his story. Um, I've followed him for a long time. Coming out of high school, as you mentioned, he's he had no stars as a recruit. He had no stars. He consistently emailed colleges and it's like, hey, man, just give me a chance. <clears throat> Let me prove myself. Give me a chance. He wanted to go to Fresno State. Fresno State turned him down. So he walked on at Wyoming <clears throat> and has completely made a name for himself. I, I love his story. He's an inspiring guy. He's a great quarterback and even better dude. But <clears throat> you mentioned this too. I think the difference from last year's Josh Allen, this year's Josh Allen, we know he can throw the ball probably 75, 80 yards in the air. He has that kind of arm. It was the accuracy, as you said, Harrison. It was the accuracy that he was struggling yeah. with. This year, he has critiqued that and performed <clears throat> better in the accuracy. It's been unbelievable. Really. It is night and day from last year watching him throw a football. In the short game, in the long game, in the medium game, the accuracy is just better. And it's really allowed him to get his weapons more involved. Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, now Devin Singletary. Look, he's sharing the ball well, and these guys are making plays. And so I think Josh Allen... Right now, his confidence level is as high as it's ever been. 
He is confident. He knows he can throw anywhere on the field comfortably. Again, I seriously think he can get that ball anywhere on the field. His arm is that good. His accuracy has gotten that much better. And he's mobile. He is a full package. He is a, he is a lot like Mahomes. I think Mahomes has gotten more attention because of the electric season he's had in the past couple yep. of years. And, he, and Mahomes from the start was the guy. He was. But I also think Mahomes, and this is an, might be an unpopular opinion, but I think Mahomes has more surrounding him than Josh Definitely. Allen ever has. I mean, I think Josh Allen, if he has well, those Well, now guys, he has the guy like Stephon Dix. Yep. Well, and look at who's coaching Mahomes. Eric Bieniemy, one of the best OCs in all of the NFL. Well, Andy, Andy Reid. Reed, one of the most talented offensive coaches of all time. I mean, look, Josh Allen is matching that this year. And, I mean, he. I love his story. Look, I think he's going to have a great game, and I hope he does. I really do. Yeah. Um, if I t- I've asked a lot of people this question this week. If Josh Allen wins the Super Bowl for Buffalo, yep. a cursed franchise, a cursed city, I don't think Buffalo sports has ever won a championship in anything. If Josh Allen wins the Super Bowl, wins the Super Bowl MVP, gets a championship for the city of Buffalo, when he's eligible for a contract extension this season, he's walking into the office of their GM. What is he asking for? Oh, man. If Buffalo wins the Super Bowl. So how much is like how much is Rodgers getting paid right now? I'm curious because I know Rodgers signed a big extension. I know Rodgers signed a big extension. I know Mahomes, the $500 million crazy contract. So the high, the five highest paid quarterbacks is Mahomes making 45 per year, Watson's making 39 million, Wilson 35, Roethlisberger 34, Rodgers 33 and a half, Golf 33 and a half. So Deshaun Watson's making 39 million a year. Yeah. If you're Josh Allen, oof, man. If I'm him, I'm saying 42 to 44. Mm. I'm not sure, honestly. I think Buffalo is one of those franchises that seriously could pay Josh Allen more than Patrick Mahomes if they win a Super Bowl. They have been so desperate for a playoff win. Now he is the hero. I'm telling you, man, if they win the Super Bowl, that city's going to burn down. They're going to party for weeks. So, you know what? You could look at a potential, hey, he's going to get paid more than Patrick Mahomes is just because of what he's done for the city. So that's what I would think. Don't be shocked if that happens. If I'm Patrick, if I'm Josh Allen, I'm a very talented quarterback. But if I'm Josh Allen, I am walking in there and I'm saying, I want what Patrick Mahomes just signed for. I want 10 years, $500 million, that's amazing. $450 million. I, Josh Allen could stay in that meeting room. I'd just beat Philip Rivers and Colts, who was a good team this year. Yep. I beat Baltimore and Lamar, I outplayed Lamar Jackson last year's MVP. I beat Patrick Holmes on his home field, and then I beat either Aaron Rodgers or Tom yep. Brady in the Super Bowl, possibly in Tom Brady's home stadium. I want Patrick Holmes' money. How and I think he'll be down? very deserving of that. Man, I don't know how you turn that down. He he is, oh, goodness. He's awesome. Um, let's, let's start wrapping up uh, Bill's Chiefs. Give me a couple of Bill's X-Factors and a couple of Chiefs X-Factors. Yeah, I mean, I think— Both you know, sides of the ball. Yeah, you look at—I um, think I'm going to do one offense, one defense. Offensively, I think it's got to be, in my opinion— I'm gonna go Cole Beasley. Um, you mentioned him being, you know, questionable, not not super healthy, but he's gonna play potentially. Um, if he does play, he's the X factor because even though he's not 100, he Josh Allen needs more weapons, and Cole Beasley can provide that. He's a great slot receiver, and they don't need Cole Beasley to go out there and have 100 receiving yards today. They just need him to throw that Chiefs defense off a little bit, make a few plays. He's my offensive guy, and then of course. You not talk about this guy pre-show, Tre'Davious White. Um, I how can you not have him? He is the guy. I think we and him, Harrison, and I talked about him maybe covering Tyreek Hill today. Tall task, but as we know, Tyreek Hill, one of the most explosive receivers. Tre'Davious White has a big job, but one of the best cover corners in the entire league. So I think he'd be my defensive X factor. 
those are my two for the Bills. You mean go Chiefs real quick? Uh, you go Chiefs first. All right, Chiefs. Oh man, this is tough. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick in the receiving game on offense, but I'm gonna go Travis Kelsey, um, one of the most dynamic tight ends in all of the NFL. I think the best tight end in the NFL, in my opinion. Yep. Um, he's not a great. He's not as great a blocker, but they don't need him to block as much because he has that ability in the receiving game. So he'd be my offensive X factor. He's a matchup nightmare. He's a lot like a Kyle Pitts, but not as tall. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I also mentioned, actually, no, I'm going to go Tyron Matthew. I think Tyron Matthew is a hard-hitting safety who's also, I think he has 11 interceptions since signing with the Chiefs in 2019. Um, so I'm going to go Tyron Matthew, a guy who's really bounced all over the league but has finally made his name known here in Kansas City. He's going to be all over the field. You know he is, so he'd be my defensive MVP. Those are the two X-Factors I got for each team. All right, so I'm going to go with Buffalo first. X-Factor Gabriel Davis, rookie receiver from Central Florida, nice. had some huge catches down the stretch in the end of the first half against the Colts. I think he had four catches, 80 yards in that game. He made some big plays toward the regular season, getting back in the lineup. Last week, Marlon Humphrey, one of the best corners in all the league, shaded him, locked him down completely. Davis had a couple of drops. Allen missed him on a touchdown throw. I think Gabriel Davis, he's a big, I think he's six foot three, yep. long arms, can go up and grab the ball. I think he's a big X factor for that Bills offense. For the Bills defense, it's about uh, – I'm going to go Jerry Hughes. He had nice. three sacks in their playoff loss to Houston last year. He had a good – I think he had two sacks last week against Baltimore. He is good getting past the tackles and getting in there, getting to the quarterback. I think if he could put pressure on Mahomes, especially a Patrick Mahomes we know is not 100%, I think he could make a difference in this game. Chiefs yep. X-Factors. I'll go Chiefs defense first, mix it up. It's – they're secondary. It's Tredavious Ward, it's Rashad Breland, it's the rookie Legereus Need, and Rashad Fenton. How are you going to match up against these Bills receivers? Yep. And if they can lock them down, and also the safeties, uh, Daniel Sorensen, Juan Thornhill, Matthew plays all over the field. The chief secondary has to, you know, they have to make stops. They have to have pass deflections, force a couple turnovers on Josh Allen, and they'll have a good chance to win the game. Chiefs offense, Miko Hardman. Nice. No Sammy like Watkins. It. We'll see how much Demarcus Robinson plays, but Michael Hardman is one of the fastest players in the field. He can go all over, and you know he's going to have a play an increased role today. They love throwing screen passes to him, jet sweeps all over the field, and if he makes some big plays, they're going to have a chance to win this game. Also, player, uh, want to keep your eye on Harrison Butker, who's been struggling for them, their kicker. Missed a couple kicks against Cleveland last week. If it comes down to a kick today, we'll see if he answers the bell. Uh, let's do some game picks. Garrett, go first. Yep. Oh, man. This is such a good game. This is the game I'm really excited for today. And naturally, being in Columbia, Missouri, this whole campus is all Chiefs today. So naturally, it's a little bit bigger game. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to go against a fan favorite. I'm gonna go with the Buffalo Bills today. Um, I, I just love the way Josh Allen's been playing this year. Sean McDermott's done an unbelievable job with this Bills team. And look, the whole state. Actually, I won't say the whole state. The whole city of Buffalo is behind the Bills. The Bills Mafia is there in spirit. And it just feels like one of those magical seasons where, hey, last year you got a first-round elimination. Now you're coming back. You're playing the former Super Bowl champions from last season. And you're just hot. You're playing with that swagger. I think Josh Allen has a huge game. I think they shut down Patrick Mahomes. I don't think they shut him down completely. But I think that injury, they make life uncomfortable. So I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. I think it's a very close game. I think it's high scoring. I'm going to go 31 to 24. I think the Bills win by a touchdown in Kansas City. I think I'm going to do the same. <laughs> I, th I think I'm going to pick Buffalo. I, I'm feeling the up. I don't think Patrick Holmes is 100%. I don't know what I'm getting out of Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who has not played 
in over a month. No Sammy Watkins again. We'll see how Tyreek plays against Trey White, who's a top three corner in the league. Yep. We'll see how Kelsey plays. Kelsey always plays great, but I think these two former Andy Reid, oh, no, Sean McDermott, a former Andy Reid assistant, I think that, you know, that Bills defense is really going to step up. They've been really been playing well as of late. Held Baltimore offense to three points last week. They forced turnovers. They have a good secondary. They get yep. good pressure. And it's as hard as it is against picking against Patrick Holmes. I I don't know how I'm picking against Patrick Holmes, who's not 100%. And I'm going to go Buffalo. Close game. I like it. Josh I like Allen it. makes the plays down the stretch. I think it's a, a magical one for Buffalo. I think they're bound to get to the Super Bowl, bound to get back to Tampa. And if if Allen makes the plays, and I think I don't think the Chiefs can guard Stephon Diggs. No. That's, that's the issue. That's why I talked about the Chiefs secondary being the X Factor. I'm going to go with Stephon Diggs, go with Josh Allen, go with the Bills. You said 31-24. Yep. I think it's going to be a little more low scoring than that. I'm going to say... 24-22. Nice. 24-22 Buffalo win today. Uh, we're going to skip a break. We're just going to jump straight into it. We're having some issues with skipping and all that. Packers-Bucks. Let's do it. NFC Championship game. 2 o'clock Central, 3 Eastern. Live from Lambeau Field. Oh, we, okay. We'll, we'll do four downs for the NFC Championship Okay, game. yeah. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were 7-19 last year, who was in no man's land. They had Ooh, a quarterback who threw a lot of yards, through a lot of touchdowns, but also turned the ball over a lot. I think the most the quarterbacks who have the most turnovers in the last two years, James is still in the top like four, even though he did not play at all this season. At 30, ESPN 30 for 30, yeah. right? <laughs> now the Buccaneers had an 11-5 season in the NFC Championship game. How did they get to this point? Man, they've really they've been one of those teams that we've seen kind of explode onto the scene. Harrison and I sat here this season and discussed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and how that's, we were all hyped up, but it was the Tom Brady hype, right? Everybody was so excited. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. And they started really, really slow. And so now we're asking, okay, what what is this right now? It's we, We're seeing them play a really great game, you know? They come out, they beat the Raiders 45-20, and they get beat by the Saints 38-3, and they beat the Giants by two. Tampa Bay has been so up and down this season, but they finally found their rhythm. They've won their last, I think it's six games, yeah, their last six games, but not only are they winning, they're winning convincingly. They beat the Vikings 26-14, the Falcons 31-27, that was the closest game, Lions 47-7, Falcons 44-27. They did beat the Washington football team 31-23 and the Saints 30-20. Yep. So this offense has finally found their rhythm. Ronald Jones, a guy I'm really high on this year, has established himself as a feature back for Tampa Bay. Not to mention, too, on, def- on the defensive side of the ball, Devin White, I'm not sure if you've watched Devin White play. He is all he, over the field. He is a player. He is a he is one of the best linebackers in the entire league. This team's really just come together at the right time. Um, they're synced on all levels. And I think right now you're seeing that playoff Tom Brady, and it is a scary, scary thought when Tom Brady gets in that playoff mode. He's hard to beat when he gets in that mode. So I think right now it, it's crazy they're here. But I think it's good to see, and I think tonight it's going to be a big challenge. It's the Packers team that is very good, both offensively and defensively. Yeah, and these two also played in Week 6, ironically. The Packers led in that game 10-0, and they had the ball, and Aaron Rodgers threw his third pick six of his career to Jamel Dean, and from there the floodgates opened. They scored, I think, four touchdowns in the second quarter, all yep. in like a 10-minute span. They won the game 38-10. to Brady was 17 of 27, only 166 yards, two touchdowns. Rodgers... 
threw for 160 yards, two picks. It was not the game that Green Bay had, but I think that's another game you kind of throw away. Yep. Because Leonard Fournette really wasn't playing much for Tampa, and now he's their feature back. Gronkowski had a huge game. He has not done anything here in the postseason so far. I think he only had one or two catches last week, didn't have any against Washington. And now here they are. And I think the thing with Tampa, it's, it's the Brady factor. Yep. And talk about the, the weather. It's supposed to be freezing today <laughs> in Green Bay. It's going to be terrible, it's a staff man. staff Michael Lombardi. He said it's going to be Tom Brady's 71st career game in weather under 40 degrees in his career. Unreal, man. 130 touchdowns, 43 picks, a 63% completion, 7.1 yards per attempt. His record, 61-9. and nine. His record on the road, 16-3. and three. Tom Brady is what you would call a road warrior. He's won so many big road games in his career. Now he is probably one of the toughest against a really good Packers team. And now we'll jump to the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, probably one of the most talented players, one of the most talented people to ever throw the football in world history. Yep. He throws perfect passes. He's so smart, doesn't throw picks, but he only has one Super Bowl. And it's been 10 years, 2010, the Packers as a sixth seed, where they had actually a good defense at the time, and it was the defense who was winning some of those playoff games for them. And now, in, as a sixth seed, they won road games in Philadelphia and Atlanta and Chicago, then beat a good Pittsburgh team in the Super Bowl, and they haven't been back since. They had heartbreaking playoff loss after heartbreaking playoff loss after heartbreaking playoff loss, including, I think, 0-3 in NFC Championship games in that span. Dang. And now they're back in the NFC Championship. For the first time... Aaron Rodgers will play an NFC Championship game at Lambeau. What does a second Super Bowl trip mean to Aaron Rodgers' legacy? Oh, it means the world. I mean, you mentioned one Super Bowl. It doesn't define who he is. Because, I mean, you know, guys like Trent Dilfer have a Super yeah. Bowl. Guys like— Oh, man, don't even uh, get me started. Every, I, there's so many guys out there. We play, Joe Flacco. Trent Dilfer, actually, just quick. I'm going to go. Trent Dilfer uh, currently coaches. He's a coach, high school coach for our rival school in Nashville. There so. you go. But, um, yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a guy that, despite one Super Bowl, you would think the way that people describe him, he's got five or six. I mean, he's that kind of guy. And he really, this year, has shown no sign of aging. I mean, he is playing at that dominant level he's been playing for the past five years. And, look, this team right now reminds me a lot of Buffalo, the Packers do. I think the city is behind them. The fans want to see Aaron Rodgers back in the Super Bowl. And you mentioned it. Being at Lambeau is a big, big deal. It is. Now, Tom Brady, he's used to playing in the cold, but guys like Ronald Jones, Mike Evans, you know, Chris Godwin, these guys aren't as much, right? They've played their careers in Tampa Bay where it's warm. They're not as used to these cold, cold weather situations. You mentioned Harrison, but it's going to be below freezing today. It's going to be a brutal cold day in Green Bay and as usual. It's snowing also. Oh, my God. I mean, it's going to be unbelievable, but. I, this one means the world for Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think he's 37 years old. He's still got a few more years in him. But this one really set the tone, in my opinion, going forward, how these next three or four years are going to play out, right? And you wonder, too, if he wins this Super Bowl, do you think he gets a little more, I won't say sedentary and complacent, but you think he starts to kind of like understand, hey, I won my Super Bowl, I wanted. Does he start slowing down at all? Or I don't do you think, think so, because he's still chasing the GOAT status. True and I that. think a second Super Bowl puts him on the Mount Rushmore. It solidifies him. I don't think he's at that spot right now because yep. he's only been to one Super Bowl. Plenty of quarterbacks have been to a Super Bowl. That's. I think it's very important for Aaron Rodgers to get this. He can, I'm saying the second one, puts him up in the top four consensus. It'll be him, yep. Montana, Brady, and Peyton Manning. I like it. That's, that's the top four if Rodgers wins another Super Bowl. Yep. But if he loses this game, 
All of a sudden, he's going to be a 38-year-old quarterback next year who's been to one Super Bowl, who's lost four straight NFC Championship games. And maybe we look at him a little differently and historically. Maybe we look at him as, you know, great regular season quarterback, could never get it done in the postseason. Yep, which I think is that interesting. that's a, a thought that I don't think a lot of people are thinking about because we talk about how great Aaron Rodgers is. He's super talented. Yep. But... You know, that's that's a possible narrative that we could see. Do you agree? Yeah, I 100% agree. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about when you talk about Aaron Rodgers being because only regular season quarterback. that's what everyone talked about as Peyton Manning. Yeah. Everyone said about Peyton Manning in, when he had one Super Bowl at the time. Oh, all the playoff chokes. Yep. Why aren't we talking about that with Aaron Rodgers? That's the thing, because you mentioned one Super Bowl. That's why today is so big. And look, the, we're talking about this, you know, with the Super Bowl being in Tampa Bay, it kind of feels like the stars are aligning, but it's also for Green Bay – they are in the perfect scenario possible, right? You get your quarterback playing at the highest level he's played in years, right? You're playing at home in your weather. That's what you want. This is what they've been waiting for. You're playing against a Buccaneers team who, despite playing one of the playoffs so far, in my opinion, hasn't proven themselves. They played a Washington team that had a third-string quarterback come in and actually light that defense up. All credit to Taylor Heineke. And then Drew Brees and the Saints— Taysom Hill did not play. That, Drew was, that Brees, was huge. No, Drew Brees was not fully healthy. So we haven't seen the Buccaneers really prove themselves yet this postseason. They're a good team. There's no doubt about it. But today, it's the X factor. And how does Rodgers perform against a, against a Buccaneers defense that, in my opinion, has significantly improved as the season's gone on? Yeah, that, that's the thing. And we'll talk to the other quarterback for a second, Tom Brady. Six Super Bowls. He's been to nine. He's... Most wins in NFL history, most touchdown passes. He'll catch Breeze for yards next season. Yep. What does he still have to prove? What does a, sec- a seventh Super Bowl win? What is it? If Tom Brady wins this game, he's going to his 10th Super Bowl. 10 out of 55 starting in the Super Bowl. The second, most quarter- the second quarterback with the most Super Bowl trips is John Elway with five. Tom Brady broke that mark 10 years ago. And now he has a chance to get to his 10th and win his 7th. What is Brady still playing for at this point? Well, I got to be honest with you. I'm going to be brutally honest. I've never liked Tom Brady because he has ripped my heart out with a lot of teams I've cheered for. But with that being said, I respect the heck out of him and what he's done. It's really, honestly, at this point now with him being Tampa, it's so entertaining to watch him and what he does because here's what I like about Tom Brady, you know, and this is what I respect about him too. He does not have the deep 60, 70 yard cannon. Let's say Mahomes or Josh Allen does. He's so smart. He can pick apart any defense at any given time in any game. He can. That's what he does. And I have come to like him more because of that and because of his playing ability. So I think for him, what's what's to prove is just continue to solidify, hey, his GOAT status, right? I mean, everybody has him right now at pretty much the very top. That's just how he's been. That's how he's played. This would once again nail that in, and I don't think Harrison. I'm talking about this pre-show. We don't think he'll stop. No, despite this, a win or loss. If he wins the Super Bowl this year, Tom Brady will not. We were, we're, no, we'll no. not go out in the sunset. <laughs> he'll still keep going. I think he's he'll the eighth. He'll be going for number eight next year. He's the ageless wonder, man. He never stops. But I think it's going to be an incredible feat today. Um, and this game with these two is phenomenal. Like you couldn't ask. Two of the greatest ever. Man, this is a great conference championship weekend. One of, Holy I think, goodness! I, I can't. You know, maybe the one a couple years ago when New England played Kansas City and the New Orleans LA, but this this is as good as I can remember. This is as good as it's been. Maybe when, oh, when both Harbaugh's were in it, but it, it's hard to think about a better one than this one. 
The only thing I can think of for Brady, what he's playing for, I guess, win a seventh Super Bowl, he passed yep. Michael Jordan, who's the GOAT, with six, or unless you think LeBron's the GOAT. And that's a just completely different <laughs> conversation. And Tom Brady gets the seventh, and all of a sudden people are talking about Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT. Now Brady has an extra leg up on him. If he has seven, Mahomes is one. Get back to that six touchdown, or that six Super Bowl lead. That's the only thing I can think about. He's just trying to out outrun the competition. He's lapping everyone. He's continuing to do that. Yep. Um, but he's earned that, right? I mean, yes. we talk about he's earned him. That, he earned that years ago. A sixth round. I mean, that, that's the amazing part. But everybody he's forgets about Tom Brady. Years old. I know he's forty three. He was a sixth round pick. He was a backup quarterback at Michigan. That's the other thing. He has earned this right to be where he is. He has earned every right to be confident in himself because there was no way, in any way, you, you would think, oh my gosh, that backup Michigan quarterback behind Drew Henson, exactly, is going to be the next great thing. And he's done that. And it's really incredible to watch. It's, it's been incredible since day one. It's continued to go. We'll do our game picks about that in a little bit. Quickly, Tampa's receivers. No Antonio Brown today. They're left with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, who both played well. Scotty Miller, who had a huge catch in last week's game against New Orleans. Tyler Johnson, another big play. They have Gronk, Cameron Brait, Tanner Hudson, their third tight end. A couple good running backs. What are some of the receivers you're looking out for for today? Well, my, my biggest thing is you got to get Rob Gronkowski involved. Um, he's been primarily a run blocker this season, which rightfully so. I get it. He's not the best receiving guy in the league. But Green Bay has struggled this year at times against tight ends. They have. I think today you want to get Gronk involved. And there's always been this issue in Tampa Bay with how do you split snaps with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, all these players in the field. I think today with Antonio Brown now – you can line all those guys up on the field at the same time. But I think the biggest guy is going to be Mike Evans. I think Gronkowski needs to get involved, but Mike Evans is the guy they need to get rolling. He is an all-pro receiver type guy. He's going to be one of the greatest receivers in Tampa that's ever played. <clears throat> but with that being said, this season has been a little bit different. And you're seeing with all the competition around him, he struggled a little bit. So I think he still has over 1,000 yards, but it's not the same Mike Evans we're used to seeing where he's got 1,500, 1,600 yards. Because so, Jameis Winston isn't just closing his eyes and throwing it deep and hoping he catches the ball. You see that where he just says he closes his eyes and throw it down? Eh, he's down there somewhere. But um, <laughs> Or someone, or free safety's down there. But I think, no, I think Mike Evans is the guy to watch. He's got that frame. like He is the prototypical receiver you want to see. But I just think it's all about getting him the ball, right? There's so many other options. He's the guy, if they get him going early, making big plays, it's going to be tough for them to stop him. It will. Yeah, uh, I, I'm keeping my eyes out for Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson. I think those are the X factors in this game for Tampa's offense. Those are the guys that are going to have to step up, make the big plays. Gronkowski, you know, does Gronk have anything left? It's like Gronkowski's like an old car in the garage. Is, yeah. You know, you only bring him out when you, you need to. And, you know, because he's not going to be there every day. It's not no. one of those vintage cars that you can just drive on the freeway. You just pick it out for the right time. Hopefully Brady and him can connect for some big plays today, like old time's sake. Oh, yeah. Packers undefeated, un, underrated, they're not undefeated. <laughs> Packers underrated defense this season. They have a really good corner, Jair Alexander. A couple of really good safeties, Amos, Darnell Savage, Kevin, uh, King, their safety, Josh Jackson, the Smiths and the pass rushing. Weak, weak core linebacker. Uh, what are you looking up for this Packers defense today? Well, real quick, I want to acknowledge this. We're watching today in this game the two best statistical rush defenses in the entire NFL. Yep. Kenny Clark, also. Unbelievable. The Buccaneers are giving up 95 yards a game on the ground. The Packers are only 96. But the difference is the Packers are only giving up 270 yards a game. That's wow. incredible. That's one of the top in the league, if not the top in the league. So I think, again, for tonight, you mentioned their underrated defense. 
All year, it's been Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, and rightfully so. He's had the MVP-type season. I get it. But I think this is a great opportunity tonight for this Green Bay defense to prove how good they are. This is a Buccaneers team that we've seen this year. Inconsistency is the name of the game. They've been really good as of recently, but they struggled midseason. They struggled against really good teams. I think today it's a revenge game after giving up 38 points again when they played the Buccaneers early in the season. It's a revenge game. These guys are going to be firing on all cylinders. They're only giving them 18 points a game. Like, this is a really good defense that nobody's talking about because they're overshadowed by Aaron Rodgers. I think the key tonight is make Tom Brady throw the ball 30, 40 times because Ronald Jones is a guy, along with Leonard Fournette, that done a really good job late in the season balancing that offense out. If you can make life tough and continue to dominate in the rush defense like you have all season – and make Tom Brady throw 30 times a game this game, oh, my goodness. It's going to be tough. And I actually think that's how Tampa Bay is going to win this game. I think they need Brady to throw the ball a lot. Okay. I think because the Packers have such a great run defense, I think Tampa Bay's offense is going to have to you know, make some plays down the field. And the Green Bay secondary is good, but the Tampa Bay receivers are also very talented. Yep, and that's are. how you know that they won the game last time with Brady only throwing 166. They could have to win this game with Brady throwing for 350. Yep. You, know, you never know how it's going to vary. Depends on the weather if it's – Raining, snowing, maybe that'll have a factor in how many yards Brady throws for. And then we have to pound it with uh, Playoff Lenny, the new nickname of <laughs> Leonard Fournette, who's played really well in his first two games in this year's postseason. But they have depth at running back, LaShawn McCoy. Ronald Jones has kind of fallen out of the lineup. Keyshawn Vaughn, the rookie from Vanderbilt. They're gonna. It's going to be another all-hands-on-deck for Tampa Bay. And you yeah. never know who it's going to be. You never no. know it's going to be one of their three tight ends or one of their five or six receivers. Jaden Mickens, the guy we've even talked about, is their special teams guy, but he's played a little bit of offense this year. All hands on deck. Uh, Gary, do some Packers and Bucks sex factors. All right. I'm going to go Packers first. I'm going to go with the obvious, and I have to. It's, it's really, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers, and I know, I know, I couldn't have picked anybody more original, but I have to. This is just one of those seasons where you want to see how Aaron Rodgers performs and bounces back. Again, a 38 10 loss to Tim Bay earlier on the season. People are wondering, Oh, man, like, what is this guy, you know, what are they going to do? Are they going to be consistent? He's turned it on, and now, hey, you've got to prove yourself now, and that's what Aaron Rodgers needs to do today. Everything starts with him. This game, offensively and defensively, starts with him. Another guy that's on the offense is a fringe kind of got to watch out for, A.J. Dillon, um, the rookie from Boston College. He's kind of come in. He's been a really good secondary back. He can pound it. He's also good with the speed. Look for him to kind of make an impact when they need him. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, I'm going to go with Preston Smith, the outside okay. linebacker. He's been a guy who has been off and on this season in the past rushing game. Um, he's He played for Washington a couple years ago. He was good off the edge at times, also struggled at times. That's how he's been this year. If they can take advantage, he's probably going to line up on the rookie, Tristan Wirfs, who despite being really phenomenal this year, look, he's a rookie. He makes mistakes. I think if they line him up on the rookie – and they get him going a little bit, he could have a big game, but he also could struggle as we've seen this season. I think those are my two for the Packers. For the Bucks, defensively, I'm going to have to go Devin White. I mentioned him, but he's one of my favorite players, not only on their roster, but in the entire league. He's so fast. He moves well laterally. He's all over the field. He can rush the passer. He drops back into coverage really well. He blitzes well. He's the guy that sets the tone defensively. If they're going to win this game and shut down Tom Brady, he's the guy to do it. I think offensively, I'm just going to go to the running back room for Tampa Bay. You yeah. mentioned they're going to have to pass the ball to win this game, 
but you still have to throw in a little bit of balance. And I think if you can manage the ball, hey, if you finish with over 100 rushing yards, that's a victory in my book. If you get over 100 yards rushing. Against this great run defense. That's what I'm saying. That is a victory in my book. So those are the two for the Bucks and the two for the Packers. Harrison, what do you think you got? Uh, so Packers offense, I'm going to go with Billy Turner and uh, Ricky Wagner. Okay. They are left and right tackles. Tampa Bay has some really good edge rushers, guys like JPP and Shaq Barrett and the linebackers Levante David and Devin White, as you mentioned, Ndamukong Su, Vayana Vey coming back for them. They have to protect this elite Tampa Bay defensive line. And they have to set, the, establish the run. We haven't even talked about Aaron Jones into no. the show. Great running back. They're going to have to block for him and, you know, you know, protect Aaron Rodgers. That's the key. Yep. Packers defense, the safety, uh, Adrian Amos. Marcus Williams, the safety for New Orleans last week, was about an inch shy of getting an interception. Couldn't drag that second foot down. Amos is going to have a chance to have a pick today. And if he needs, you need out of force to turn over of Tom Brady if you want to have a chance to beat him. Buccaneers offense, I'm going to go with their three tight ends. Rob Gronkowski, Connor, Cameron Braid, and Tanner Hudson. These guys have to make plays downfield. Green Bay's linebacking core is a little weak in pass coverage, guys. Like Kirksley yep. and... Uh, God, I'm forgetting. I'm blanking on the other guy's name. But it's about finding these tight ends over the middle. Brady play action, tight end curls, tight end drags. Find your open tight ends. Bucks defense, Shaq Barrett. Yep. I actually met Shaq Barrett last January at Super Bowl Media. Nice. He, he is a, you know, in person, he doesn't look super big, but you see him on the field, and he is. that's going to be the matchup of this uh, <laughs> Packers offensive line. And a chance to win, he's got to put some pressure on Aaron Rodgers, strip sack. Get him down a couple times. He is the X factor today for the Bucks defense. Garrett, let's do four downs, four rapid fire questions that let's I have do to it. do with the NFC Championship game. I'll go first. Garrett, more total yards, Leonard Fournette or Aaron Jones? I'm going to go Aaron Jones today. Who throws a pick first, Brady or Rodgers? Ooh. I'm going to go Rodgers, actually. More Aaron receiving Rodgers. yards, Alan Lazard or Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson combined? Alan, I'm going to go Alan Lazard. Love the way he's playing. And then more sacks, the Smiths brother for Green Bay or JPP and Chuck Barrett for Tampa? I'm going to go to Smiths for Green Bay. All right, let's flip it. You got All right, first down. More receiving yards for the Packers, Devontae Adams or Alan Lazard? Devontae, easy. All right, over under two turnovers in this game? Uh, I'll say under. Under? All right. Third down. Which team will receive the first flag of the game? The Donald Trump Super roughing the passer. <laughs> and fourth down. Will Rodgers and Brady combine for more than 500 total yards I'm going to say game? under slightly, about 450. I like it, I like right, it. Let's, let's do game picks. Garrett, go first. All right. This is another tough one. Um, this is, I think, again, this slate today is just so phenomenal. You're seeing the two young quarterbacks against the two veterans. But I'm going to have to go with Aaron Rodgers today. After a 38-10 embarrassment early in the season against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, how could you not go with Aaron Rodgers? Look, they're playing at home. The weather is perfect for them. They're fairly healthy. I think Aaron Rodgers and his team, I think they pick apart that defense. I think they shut down Tom Brady. They make him very one-dimensional, and he struggles. I think the Packers win. I'm going to go – I think they actually – you know what? I don't think – it's. I think they're going to win 28-17. I think they win by 11 points today. I just think right now it's one of those, again, magical seasons for Aaron Rodgers. He's playing better than anybody ever thought he would at this point in his career. And for Green Bay, again, it's just like the Bills fans. They are ready. They are excited. So – I think Aaron Rodgers makes plays and that defense comes up big. I think they win 28-17 over a really inconsistent Buccaneers team. Okay, so I got to get this on video because I think this is important. <laughs> you know, 
Tom Brady is my favorite athlete in any sport ever. He played for my favorite team for yep. however many years, my entire lifetime until this year on Tampa Bay. And I had my differences with Brady this year. You know, I was a little upset that he left. I was rooting against Tampa Bay a couple of games this year, I'll be honest, even when they're playing teams I don't like. <laughs> you know, it was this, this divorce thing with Tom Brady. And he's kind of, you know, watching him these last couple weeks in the postseason, seeing him perform really well, reminding me of old times' sake, old times, and how good he was wearing the red, white, and blue for New England. And, you know, just playoff time is just something different. And I just think this season against Aaron Rodgers, one of, you know, the people that Brady has been compared to or Rodgers has been compared to Brady for all these years and the GOAT status and all of this thing and how great Tom Brady is. And, you know, to go on the road into Lambeau Field would be one of the tall tasks of Tom Brady's career. But even as one of the all-time greats in NFL history and my favorite athlete of all time, I'm going to go with TB12 <laughs> as I'm taking off my jacket under my TB12 shirt. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the two TBs, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, Tampa it, Bay. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to the Super Bowl. They will beat the Green Bay Packers today in overtime, 34-31. <laughs> and Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, the greatest athlete of all time, will deliver. And the Tampa Bay Bucs will go to their second Super Bowl in franchise history. I am all in on the Bucs, baby. It's a Bucs life. I don't know what else they say. Wave the flag. Something like Get that. Get on the boat. Whatever Something like it is. That, yeah. Let's go, Bucks. I'm, I'm going all in for Tampa Bay today, and I'm very excited for this game. I was waiting a while for this, and here it is. Let's go, Tampa. <laughs> Let's go, Tampa. And that is the show for those who did not just see what I did. I, Underneath my jacket, I'm wearing a TB12 shirt for the radio audience out there, and I just got That's very awesome, excited. Man. I'll post a video on my Twitter later. <laughs> man, what a, what a game. What yep. a day. And this, it's really going to be an exciting day of football today. Any final thoughts, Garrett, before we wrap up? No, man. I just, you know, thank you all for joining us again. Sit back and enjoy this. You know, college football's ended. The NFL is just about over. But this is these are the two premier games of the entire season. You get two of the best young quarterbacks against two of the best two of the best older quarterbacks. Going to be a great day of football. Take it in, soak it in, enjoy it. And we will see you all back next week here, same time. And next next Sunday we'll be talking some regular offseason stuff. Yep. A little Super Bowl preview before a huge Super Bowl preview in two weeks. Enjoy the games today. Garrett picked Garrett is predicting a Buffalo Green Bay Super Bowl. I'm going with the Road Dogs with Buffalo and Tampa Bay. Enjoy the games today. We'll see you 